Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Blue Shirt Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Gillette, creator of the Blue Shirt Leadership Framework, and I'm excited to bring you another guest to this podcast. His name is Chris Michelle, and he is going to drop some fantastic wisdom and knowledge on you. He's the founder of Coach Chris Consulting and author of The Red Chair Experience. It's a daily inspiration for success in life and business. He helps heal the self-inflicted sales harm that people do to prevent them from being more profitable and successful. He works with the trades, HVAC, plumbing, and electrical to help them become more profitable and build a company culture that works for them. So Chris is going to be bringing some powerful insights to you, whether you are in the trades, home services area, or you're in a different industry. I know this sales insights will be powerful and helpful for you. So tune in and expect some powerful insights in this quick interview. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of the Blue Shirt Leadership Podcast. And like I said in the intro, I'm really excited for Chris Michelle to be with us. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Kyle. It's great to be here. Awesome. Let's dive right in. What are the most significant sales stumbling blocks that people have in business? Well, you know, a lot of times what it really comes down to, Kyle, is we get in our own way, right? And we don't know how to handle objections that we unknowingly create every time we open our mouth, right? Mm -hmm. So we say something and it takes a little bit of a divergence for people to, to realize, wait a minute, I screwed that up. Now, I didn't create the value. Now I didn't, um, I, I made them feel uncomfortable. And these become objections towards the end of the conversation, right? Where people go, you know what, Kyle, that's great. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to have to think about it. Or worse, this is what I think is even worse is, you know, I'm going to have to go ahead and get so-and-so involved. And so-and-so could be their <laughs> brother, their sister, their mom, you know, could be anyone, but they create this problem right this this self-inflicted sales harm because they're not building value they're not being thorough they're not doing the things that they know they should do which is active listening and and listening for understanding not listening to be understood right i mean all these things but those are the big things that we create these objections in in such a way that it harms us and then we have to dig ourselves out in the end, right? And unfortunately, sometimes we create such a problem with the objections that we can't get out of the way. Well, I never really thought about how I'm the author of the ob objections and versus them that I'm actually creating the problem. What what would you say are some of those common things that that we sabotage ourselves with or self-inflict ourselves with? Sure. Well, I think a lot of times we want to tell everybody every little detail about our product or service, mm -hmm. right? And so here's what we do. We just throw up all over everybody, right? And when we do that, the problem that we have is we're overwhelming them with information. They don't need to know every technical little detail of what you do or how you do it. Now, if they ask for something specific, answer that question. Right. But asking one question typically means they want clarification. They don't need a diatribe. They don't need this exhaustive 400-page novel of what you think they need to know. What they're really looking for is, let's get some clarification. Help me understand this. Bring value to the table by what you do and how you do it and the the, the ways that you go above and beyond so that their customer experience or their customer your, your customer service outshines everybody else, right? And... You asked and listened 
specifically to what they were looking for and what they find valuable and what they find is a a benefit, right? Because we talk about features and benefits in sales all the time, right? And the feature is my thing does this. And the benefit is it saves you time, money, and energy. And what we do is we go on that list of, well, it's going to do all these things for you. And that may not be important to you, Kyle. It may not be important to me as as the the consumer. And you go, it's going to save you time and money. That wasn't a concern of mine. Mm. I absolutely hope it does that because that's why I'm, I'm, I'm engaging with you in the first place, right? You're going to save me time and money. But the reality is it's going to save you the headache because you're not going to spend three hours doing this. You're going to spend 30 minutes doing it. And as a result, you're going to see this rise to the top. You're going to see this happen. You're going to see these things that you said were important to you, right? And we forget to use the little twists on the words of, Kyle, you said this was important to you. Here's what I can do for that. Does that still, is it still important to you? And then it becomes yes or no, right? And then you've either built the value or you haven't, or yeah, it's important to me, but help me understand how that's going to help me, right? And we don't ask the right questions, right? You, we, you, me, we don't ask the right questions during the conversation. And so we don't know what benefit they have or what what benefit they want to get from using your product or service. And it's not because it's new and it's not because it's cheap and it's not because it's blah, blah, blah. It's because it's going to satisfy it at need that, that guess what? The three other companies that they talk to aren't satisfying. Hmm. Yeah. And you said something in there that was really good. You're, you're looking for what they want and they want something valuable from you. And then uh, you're talking about benefits, not not features. I, I love that. But even if you know that formula, even if you know that approach, people feel really uncomfortable with sales. And often they don't want to be salesy is the words that I've heard before. They don't want to be that sleazy salesperson. So how do you how do you make sales or how do you help someone get comfortable with doing sales, yet they're not going to feel sleazy in the process? So this is really tricky, right? Because we don't want to be the guy in the plaid jacket with the the scrunched up tie and the wrinkly shirt, right? They look we just look like we just rolled out of bed kind of thing. But we become that in their in their mind's eye by the things that we say, right? So get rid of the 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 sales jargon, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to we're going to make sure that this uh gives you a great return on your investment and and it's going to do that, right? We have to get rid of the sales jargon and speak a language that is important to them. Again, it's listening to what they are looking for, listening to the way that they speak and adapting. Part of sales that people I don't think really understand is your ability to adapt to what they're saying and what they're doing. And so when you listen and when you ask the questions and they respond in a certain way, I'm not originally from the South, though I live in the South now, I live in the Southeast, I've adapted to, and I, I you got to be careful about this, right? I'm not saying you need to go full on, hey, I'm from the South and, and this is the way we talk down here. And this is, no, but don't be afraid to use a word like y'all if that's comfortable, right? Because that's the way we talk here in the South. You know, y'all are going to do this and this and this, right? Well, that's adapting to who you're talking to, Right. And it doesn't mean that it's somebody that you're not. If that's not you, don't talk that way. Don't right. say those. Don't do that. Don't react that way. But without becoming salesy or sleazy, if you will, right? 
we have to listen. We have to adapt to what they're saying and what they're doing and get rid of all the jargon, right? Get all get rid of all the technical jargon. So if you're working on something, I, I was in the heating and air conditioning business for a long time. It's very technical. When mm -hmm. I'm talking to a homeowner, they may not know and understand the technical abilities of this system and what it does and how it works. That's not important to them. Does it heat? Does it cool? Does it make me feel comfortable or does right. it not? Right. That's all they really want to know. So how do you bring it to a level to where they can understand it? That's removing the salesy side of things, right? When we get rid of the, the jargon in our industry, right? And how this is going to do this and this whiz bang and blah, 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 blah. You're, you're talking in a level to where it just goes right over their head. And when you do that, you make people feel inferior. And as a result, they now feel you're trying to sell them something. You're being salesy. You're being sleazy, if you will, right? And that's where you lose people. So remove the the all the, you know, the junk. You don't have to be overly familiar with them, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you have to be familiar enough with who they are that you're listening and you're adapting and you're bringing these things into the conversation in a real way that makes sense to them where they go, that makes sense. And just as a real quick example, so I'm talking to my brother who knows landscaping and he's phenomenal, but he knows nothing about heating and air. He calls me one day and he says, Hey, I need some help with this. I said, absolutely. What do you need? And so we talked for probably half hour, 45 minutes during the conversation. One of the best compliments I got from him and I've gotten this from other customers, but I, I love this from, cause it was my brother. Mm -hmm. He said, at the end of the conversation, he said, thank you for explaining it in such a way that I could understand it. And I don't know all these things. And you made it easy for me to understand what it does, how it works and what it's going to do for me. And I wasn't trying to sell him anything. I was trying to educate him. I was just trying to help him to understand what he needed to know so that he could ask the right questions, right? So that he could be a little bit more educated. And again, they don't need to become experts in what you do. When I go by a television, I don't need to be a TV expert, but I do need to know enough to what's important to me. And so by bringing it to a level that we all can understand, you remove that salesy piece, right? You you remove the, the sales jargon and all these other things that make you look like you're just trying to, as as Larry Levine talks about in, in his book, Selling from the Heart, you mm -hmm. get rid of the commission breath, right? You get rid of the... Nice. the <laughs> And yeah, I mean, there's just so many books like that. I mean, Selling with Dignity from Harry Spade. It's, it's just, it talks about having a servant type attitude, right? And that removes that sleaziness, that salesy uh, conversation, right? Yeah, you're, it's a person, not a, yeah. not a deal, not, not a invoice. It's, it's a person. And, and I love what your brother said to you, just like you do too. Uh, thank you for explaining it to me in a way I can understand. If that's if that's the end of the conversation after we've talked to a prospect, let's call them, that's fantastic. Yeah. Whether they buy or not, it's going to be a win for both parties because yeah. maybe in the future they'll buy if they decide not to. But you know that you gave them a ton of respect if that's either the thought process or they say something similar. So, so I love yeah. it. Um, Chris, you have a book called The Red Chair Experience. Can you briefly talk about that? And then, then we'll wrap up. Sure. So The Red Chair Experience is a daily inspiration for success in life and business. And 
if um well here because i i always have one of these sitting nearby right yes um but this is my book that is actually my red chair that actually oh, cool. is my chair and it sits in my in my master suite the red chair experience is a it's a place to go to experience life so you if you don't do this now on a regular basis you probably should you should be reading on a daily basis to um not just for the knowledge but for the inspiration, for the motivation, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Zig Ziglar who said, um, "Inspire or motivation is is like a shower. We need to do it daily because you know a shower wears off. Well, so does motivation, mm-hmm. right? So we need to get inspired. We need to get motivated on a daily basis. So get something that can do that. That's what this book is. It's a daily three to five minute read. People can pick up." And the experience is you've got a place that you go and you sit and you read and you experience life, you feel feelings, you uh, meditate, you pray, you go to, as I say, experience life, right? And it could be on your bike, it could be uh, in your backyard, it could be in the forest, it could be on a mountaintop, it could be at the sea, it could be in a red chair. And so I just encourage people with this book go sit in a place, get inspired, find something that that speaks to you that day and uh, helps you maybe get past something that you're doing or something that's going on in your life. Maybe you've experienced uh, grief and the death of a loved one or the loss of a loved one. Uh, you, you moved on from a relationship. You got divorced. You broke up with somebody. You had a child. You um, You lost a parent, right? I mean, there's all kinds of things. You lost a job. You moved. All of these things are stressors that we need to work through and get better at. And that's really what the red chair is. It's the red chair experience is the opportunity to sit down and find some sort of inspiration in our lives because we all need something um, on a regular basis to help us to get through the day to day. That's awesome. I, I love that idea. I have you know a place in my house where I spend most mornings time spent there praying, sitting, thinking, journaling, whatever it is. And that's super powerful. So for the listeners, I want to encourage you to check out the Red Chair Experience, uh, the redchairexperience.com. The book's on Amazon and other retailers. So check that out there. But Chris, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you, you know, personally on your social or wherever? Sure. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all these, you know, all the good socials. But the reality is if you go to, um, coachchrisconsulting.com and contact slash contact us you know you'll find all of my socials all of my information there um, and that's the best way to reach out to me so uh, check out coachchrisconsulting.com perfect thanks chris i appreciate your wisdom and listeners thanks thanks for tuning in please look for this episode on the blue shirt business community and you can interact about it on there and then the hope is eventually we get chris on there for webinar where he can dive more deeply into this topic with you